Howdy folks, welcome to another episode of Yogi Dave's Hobby Podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything from the world of tabletop war games, tabletop board games and tabletop RPGs and everything that encompasses those particular hobbies. So today I'm going to be talking about various things that came out of Gen Con um, and things that I was talking about, uh, or things I was thinking about. over the past couple of weeks as well. Um, so, Gen Con, biggest conve- convention of the year. Obviously, Games Workshop were there. Um, and this weekend, uh, Warcry came out as well. So, we're going to talk about various things about various things from Games Workshop first. Because always we like to put Games Workshop at the front so we can talk about everything else afterwards. So, the big thing that came out of um, Gen Con from Games Workshop wasn't like the new uh, board games that they were bringing out, the new stuff from the new Aeronautic Imperial Alice game, the new stuff from Underworlds, or the new stuff for Blood Bowl. It is obviously the new Codex Space Marines. Now, me, big fan of the Space Marines. Always, always, always had the Space Marine Army. Well, Space Wolf Army. But, you know, the fact that I already own a Codex Space Marines um, makes me go, hmm. Mm, I'm not happy with this fact. But, at the end of the day, this is what happens with Games Workshop. You know, it's it's an ongoing build of a game. It's not Games Workshop are constantly going to be adding new editions and they're just updating this edition and let's be honest, Codex Space Marine has been out since the beginning of 40k 40k is about two and a half year old something like that Um, so a new edition of Codex Space Marine given everything that's been added to the Space Marines in that time and this other stuff that they're going to add from Codex Space Marines, it's not particularly surprising. It's just annoying. Because um, obviously, I've already spent my money for Codex Space Marines, and I've already pe- spent my money from co- for Codex Space Wolves. So, you know, it kind of, kind of gets on your goat a little bit. Uh, but, you know, <sighs> to be honest, it's not surprising. Obviously, because I've been playing Games Workshop games for years and years and years. Um, but it is my main complaint about the fact that there's a new Codex Space Wolf. Is, not a codec, new Codex Space Wolf because that hasn't come out yet. Um, new Codex Space Marine. Is that, I've already spent money to get a Codex for this edition. Why am I having to pay for another updated version? Because Games Workshop have decided to bring out new stuff. But, it's always going to be like that. Games Workshop's always going to be like that. I'm always going to have that little rant before as well. Um, but, or that rant, when you see it, um, and you go, oh, for fuck's sake, that's more stuff. That's that's me having to spend more money for a new codex. The good thing about it, though, is it looks like the codex basement, the new codex basement is like half the thickness of the current one. Which is always good, because that thing is heavy. Um, and what they'll be doing is releasing Codex Supplementals. Or codex Supplements. So the first one they brought out, or bringing, the first ones they're bringing out are the Codex Ultra, Codex Supplement Ultramarines, Codex Supplement White Scars. And let's be honest, White Scars have been needing an update for a long time. White Scars have been needing an update for this entire edition so far because they haven't had anything um, so obviously I keep on saying so again um, obviously at uh, the at Gen Con they released this information and they have uh, added a new Chief Librarian Tangrius of the Ultramarines who has been Primarist uh, and then Corsaro Khan, um, the chief 
or the, the chief can of the White Scars has also been Primarist and the figures look absolutely beautiful um, if I was an Ultramarine player or a White Scar player I'd be buying no, no doubt about that fact they are absolutely beautiful figures that have been Primarist up um, I'm sure under the next Space Wolves update we'll be getting on oh please I know a lot of people don't like Primaris um, have an issue with them and all the rest of that kind of stuff because it takes away their original Space Marines but I play with my Space Wolves all the time I barely ever play with my Primaris Space Wolves uh, anymore mostly because I mean at the end of the day the only Primaris Space Wolves I've got are the um, Intercessors, the Hell Blasters like the basic ones the first ones. I haven't got any of the newer ones um, or any of the like, cool stuff. So, no. It's it's not like I can have a full army, so I need to have at least some of my Space Wolves. And to be honest, I love playing my Space Wolves the way I play them. I love playing with the Blood Claws and the Sky Claws and the Swift Claws and just playing in an army of that. But I think they're probably going to update Ragnar Blackmane I would, I would assume um, and Logan Grimner to uh, Primaris versions so we'll, 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 mean, we'll see when they bring out the, the supplement, if they do actually bring out a Codex Baseball supplement um, rather than just bringing out a new Codex Baseballs, which again wouldn't surprise me but there's been a few things that have been brought out the uh, or the announcement of them being brought out have um, made people go a wee bit crazy let's be honest um, so there's the Invictor Tactical Warsuit, this is not a Dreadnought, this is a Space Marine pilot and what looks like a Dreadnought but isn't a Dreadnought um, well, technically it is a Dreadnought because it looks like a dreadnought, but it's not like he's, you've got the guy in the sarcophagus um, riding it until he dies. Um, so the thing with this thing is it's 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 fucking with lots of years of law or lore, as I normally say it. Uh, so it's a lightly armoured walker rather than a dreadnought that's obviously a mobile heavy weapons platform and a frontline brawler. It's a lightly armoured, it's called an Invictor Tactical Warsuit. This lightly armoured walker is often found fighting alongside units from the Vanguard Strike Force on recon missions. Obviously, the Vanguard guys, you know, having a space boat, but a dreadnought is kind of um, not that. You know, dreadnoughts are not silent. They're not um, stealthy. Whereas apparently this is uh, and it can, uh, this is designed with sound dampening materials, enabling it to move great speeds with minimal noise output and support of the living pilot Vanguard Brethren. So it's a living pilot, it's not a dead pilot. Um, so you can conceal deploy one of these things and it's, it's got a pistolized heavy bolt or straps to its hip. The, the figure that they've, they've shown um, it has actually got like a fully fully posable hand you know it could like so it, you could use that in close combat but then it's also got a heavy bolter strap to the side that could be used like pistol style that's funny I don't get what people are going you know, off on one about um, but it so all the Primaris Vanguard units are going to also that were in Shadow Spear going to receive their own kits uh, so do, 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 do. They're the last fusils that the infiltrators have or the eliminators had are gonna be there. Obviously all the new all the new stuff that came out in Shadow Spear is getting the old kits. Um And they've got a new tank, an Impulsor. It's a dedicated transport for the Primaris. Which is about time, let's be honest. It looks a bit like 
no, let's be honest, it looks entirely like uh, the back end of the um, what you call it? Repulsor and its undercarriage have been strapped onto a Rhino. No, I mean, don't get me wrong, love the Rhino. Have several of them. Uh, and like, that didn't take a lot of thought, really, did it? Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to have an actual transport from the Primaris. I might actually use them. I might actually buy some van cars at some point, but um, pardon me. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Looks like it'll be interesting. Um, what they also announced at the same time is a new set of kill team, a new starter set. Obviously, they ran out of the, or they sold out of the previous version. This one has the Tau and the Fire Warriors, um, the kill teams that were released. Um, they're putting them in the box set this time. So it's the Space Marine Evers, it's the Space Wolf Fangs of Ulrich, or Ulfric, and the Fire Warriors are the Advanced Team Star Pulse, and also, obviously, the Sector Mechanicus terrain, um, rather than the Kill Team terrain that they brought out. Which, you know, fair enough. It's a little bit of a different look to the kill team but it's, it's obviously the same rules it's just a new starter set they also announced um, <clears throat> what is the name of this thing again Psychic Awakening I think they called it um, so it's a new I think this must be the new um, bu -bu 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 event that's coming up uh, I haven't actually watched the video yet, but I just saw a, a big clip of it about Psychic Awakening that um, is going to have a significant impact on every 40k faction. That'll be interesting to see, but it um, says it looks like the Dark Millennium is getting a lot darker. Dark Millennium didn't need to be much darker, let's be honest. Right, so that was Saturday, the Gen Con. That was announced on Friday. They announced a you know a Imperialis. So anyone who's been playing games or short games for a number of years will remember the specialist games group um, team that used to be part of Games Workshop. They did a whole lot of games. They did Necromunda. They did more time. They did all the more time. Um, ports so there was the Austria one there was var various different things Blood Bowl um, I think they kept 40k Epic running for quite a while uh, I can't remember now to be perfectly honest with you, it was not long ago and my brain has had so many things go through it up until now Aeronautic Imperialist was a game that they did have out and it was little planes and oh, little fighter things that used to run about that were actually part of Epic 2 so what they've done if they announced they're going to release this now it's done by the same guys that do Adeptus Titanicus excuse me um, so I'm assuming some of the mechanics that are from Titanicus will be in part of this uh, but it is 41st millennium so it's not um, Horse Heresy era. The pictures that they've released, um, obviously, because it wasn't Gen Con, I can't tell you what it actually looked like because I'm sure they probably had it there. Um, as DACA jets um, and Thunderbolts and Marauders. It's different types of DACA jets. Um, I'm not sure. Well, they look like different types of DACA jets. It just says DACA jets and Thunderbolts, but obviously, some of them are Marauders as well. Um, so the first box set or the, the main box set will be Imperial Navy Knox but they've said it's not going to be a one off um, going to have ongoing support and expansions to bring challenges to the game so with all the spe well, uh, what I call specialist games 
lot of people call them specialist games because that's what they were back in the day. Um, it is all going to Forge World. Um, obviously, Games Workshop just do the the main lines and then the like the Warhammer Underworld and all the rest of that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> segueing very well. Um, um, Beastgrave from Warhammer Underworld. Now I have no idea what Warhammer Underworld is like because I've never played it. Um, but they've got updated. They've updated obviously for the new season of Beastgrave or Underworld even, and it's called Beastgrave. They are releasing some new figures. Um, so there is the Grashnax the spoilers. Um, so that's um, Beastmen. So the first Beastmen released for the Mortal Realms specifically. Um, so it's new Bestigors, Ungors, and Great British Shaman. They look very nice, I will say. Beastmen have been needing an update for a while. Uh, yeah, they do look really, really nice. Um, if I played Beastmen, I would probably buy it. But I don't, so I won't. Um, also, Scarce Wild Hunt it offers us a new insight in the Mortal Realms. First look at Karnothi, an elf-like creature with a savage style of their own, offering a fast and highly specialised group of fighters. They're a deadly, flexible warband capable of cutting down enemies at any range. Now, they've got one of those... Is it the Silver Tower? Like the wee dog kind of lion looking thing. Um, but they've also got... It's top half elves, bottom half beastmen really. Because um, they've got like the hoven hooves and the... Um, like the furred legs. But they've also got a centaur. Now, centaur looks cool. Don't get me wrong. And they've all got like action poses and stuff. Look really, really nice. I seem to remember that um, Wood Elves having centaurs before. Not like elf centaurs, but full on centaurs. I know the Chaos had them because my older brother had some of them, but I can't remember to be perfectly honest. It's been that long ago. It's like second or third edition. Um, I remember them. But, you know, I'm old. My memory gets mixed up. The other thing they wrote, um, thingied on, I'm sure this was Friday, maybe even Saturday. No, it was Friday. Um, is the new Blood Bowl team. So it's um, Lizardmen. Obviously, um, you've got your Sauruses, you've got your Skinks, you've got Chameleon Skink. Chameleon Skink looks pretty cool, actually, because he's got his tongue splat, um, thingied out and cotton onto the ball um, that looks pretty cool um, they look nice, I mean all the Blood Bowl figures look nice, I mean it's Games Workshop there's very few figures that they bring out these days that don't look nice <laughs> um, and they've got a Slan uh, that, uh, Slan statue uh, for turn marker for the team uh, I think on Thursday they announced a couple of board games as well um, but they are US, Canada and um, Germany I think only um, some of the figures are part of other things that are getting released at some point but um, I don't want to really go into too much detail because I know some of the view, my listeners are from US and Canada and Germany but um, the thing about these things and it annoys me is the fact that they are like oh we're only going to release them here here and here it's like well why announce them on the website when you know the rest of the world can't get hold of them unless they want to pay stupid amounts of money um, but I mean the thing is the Storm Vault Storm Vault is a corporate adventure in the Rems um, you get to choose from Stormcast Heroes I think they're all part of um, actual games and the figures, like. But it, it's not that I want to actually play it. It's just the figure, the figures not being available to the rest of us annoys me. Um, Combat Arena, 
Um, it's using the same combat system as Gore Chosen, but um, it's new game of a new battles pit using against friends in a furious bout set in the depths of a spaceship on its way to Blackstone Fortress. Uh, the figures are going to be part of Blackstone Fortress Escalation later this year, so no need to worry about that, but still annoying. And then Dreadfane, entry version of Warhammer Underworlds. So it's got um, a couple of Stormcast and a couple of Night Haunt. Is it Night Haunters? Um, yeah, so. So Dreadfane, um, Combat Arena, and Stormvault are the ones they announced on Friday, Thursday. Thursday. Board games they announced on Thursday. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So, the biggie, other than obviously Codex Space Mines, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, because I think they're pre ordered next week, um, is Warcry. Now, Warcry obviously came out on Saturday. Uh, it came out with, I think, the box set, and then two of the factions that announced. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, so basically Warcry is the skirmish version of skirmish combat in the Mortal Realms it's obviously not a skirmish version of um, Age of Sigmar it's a skirmish version of Age of Sigmar but it's not like the Age of Sigmar rules if you get what I mean um, so it's set in a place called the Eight Points um, which is filled with chaos Stuff, obviously. Um, what is Warcry? <laughs> Fight, thrill, and tactical skirmishes will only handful of models and fraction of the space taken to traditional war game. Standalone game system Warcry has been built from the ground up to be balanced, fast, and importantly fun. Um, so, all way to start your journey is obviously the starter set. Um, build and battle with two warbands fight your way through the ruined city with scenery and boards, unleash packs of chaos monsters uh, and that's obviously got the code rulebook um, so it has the book contains code rules for Warcry plus expansion options for open art of a match play forge your legend with the campaign for 8 six chaos warbands and 9 warbands healing from the other other grand alliances, discover how you grow and develop your orban between battles. So essentially this is Age of Sigmar more time. That's what it is, to me. It's the Age of Sigmar version of um, more time. Because it's a ruined city, it's a shattered city. you chaos running about it, you've got all the other um, alliances running about it. That's that's essentially what it is. Obviously, the rules are going to be completely different, but they're using the same idea. Now, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's actually a pretty good idea. Um, but, you know, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how it pans out before I actually um, take a shot at it myself. Um, I mean, don't know the figures that are coming out for it look absolutely amazing um, the terrain that they've got in it looks brilliant, I think it's been reused from somewhere else, I can't remember where it is um, but they've got expansion sets that are coming out, so the Corpse Rack Mausoleum, the Shattered Stone Vault and Ruined City obviously so they've got the Ravaged Lenses they've got, they've got loads of stuff about it, so if you want to have a real in-depth look at it, look on the Warcry, Age of Sigmar slash Warcry. So it's AgeofSigmar.com slash Warcry. So the only get the six um, warbands up here from Chaos at the moment. You get Iron Golem, Untamed Beast, the Corvus Cabal, Cypher Lords, the Unmade, and the Splinter and Fang. Um, and then you've got the Order. So Stormcast, Daughters of Cain, and Deep Deepkin. And then Death, which is the Night Hunt, the Legions of Nagash, and Fleet Shears Court. Then you've got um, Destruction, Goom, Spike Gets, Dying Jaws, and the Bone Splitters. So to me, 
from came um, coming from the original Warhammer. Um, Stormcast Eternals are new anyway. Daughters of Cain, Dark Elves, Iron Deepkin, Water Elves, um, Night Hunt, they're new. Um, Legions of Nagash, the Undead, and Flesh Eaters Court, or Vampire Counts. Um, Gorm Spikers, Goblins, Iron Jaws, and Unlocks, and then Bone Flitters are Savage Orcs. So these are all the different factions that are in the Coral Book. There's another couple, I'm absolutely certain. I cannot see the thing for them here. Da, da, da. The unmade. I mean, the figures look absolutely beautiful, but you can do that for a game like this. You can get somebody to do loads and loads and loads of stuff because it's little small um, groups of figures, so they don't have a massive amount of stuff to do for each group, which means you can go off in one with them. Um, yeah, I mean, no, no, I, at some point I will probably play it, but right now, um, other stuff to do. Also, um, this week um, was the. Do, 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 what you call it? The pre order for the Enforcers for Necromunda. Um, these are the updated. Well, they're not our bikes. Um, the Palanite Enforcers so they're not quite Adeptus Astartes not Adeptus, Adeptus Artbites so they're not the Imperial Law they're the um, Governor's Law Enforcers um, when, game, when Necromunda first came out see the um, icon thing you actually get like a a stank for going over a, a manhole the icon they go that of that is actually what's on their um, uniforms so I mean they look pretty cool and I will probably pick them up at some point but again don't need them right now and having them as part of a what I would probably do with them um, to add them to my big Imperial Guard army is use them as stormtroopers um, rather than um, like anything else that I've got for that particular army so you know at some point I will pick them up it's just when I pick them up is the thing um, so yeah that's everything Games Workshop for this particular this particular week there was a couple of other things that um, caught my eye at Gen Con this year um, the main one was the second edition of Pathfinder. Now, I have played the first edition Pathfinder, and it's essentially 3.5 update. So it's D&D 3.5 update. The masses and masses and masses and masses of books that came out for it, um, and loads of scenarios and all this that kind of stuff. Now, I'm hoping with second edition, I've not read anything about it. I've not seen anything. I've not read when I say I've not read anything about it I've, I've not um, like made my way about like, actually looking for stuff to read about it I never play tested it um, because we were in the middle of other stuff to when the play test came out um, it's just what I'm hoping is they build they built their own system um, rather than using that old D&D system because the old D&D system was a bit broken um, from years and years of messed about. I mean, I mean, they fixed a lot of the stuff, but at the same time, it's the same stuff. The same the stuff that was broken in three point five is the same stuff that's still broken in um, fifth edition. Uh, so it's not like there's any difference between that and that. So I'm hoping what they've done is what they've done with Starfinder um, and, and basically updated it changed how the rules work in most ways uh, from what I've seen of Starfinder anyway 
that's what they've done they've taken the best bits of Pathfinder and improved them now I've not actually played Starfinder so I can't say for sure but you know if you take a good set of rules a good system and put them in to the Pathfinder world then that'll be good it's the same as you know, any system though you want you want it as long as you've got a good world to play in the system doesn't really matter for the most part as long as as long as you're having fun but you know as long as you've got a good world to play in the system doesn't really matter as long as the system is good and don't get me wrong 3.5 Pathfinder was a it was a reasonable set of rules but there was a lot of loopholes and pockles and stuff that players could, especially power players, um, and players that had their heads screwed on and built min max. Um, players, their PCs, they could exploit those loopholes and things were easy. Trust me, I know. Um, I've seen it happen um, and I've seen it being played that way. But, you know, I'm hoping what Paizo have done with this. It's gone to the back to the drawing board, put their own system together, and that'll be what it that'll be what we get to play with second edition. Um they did release like a really cool um like old school D D covered Pathfinder book at Gen Con. I think it was like a limited edition um with a core rule book. But I mean from the picture on, that's on the core rule book that I've seen it looks pretty cool anyway um, didn't need that to it's the same kind of artwork as you see throughout the Pathfinder books you know that same kind of cartoony but not too cartoony uh, artistic style that runs through the entire of the Paizio line for Pathfinder um, from first edition Anyway, so you know that particular style is quite nice that they've done. Um, I'll be talking about art a wee bit more, and over the next we will, obviously because of legends and having to get art done for that, and wanting to do some art myself, um, and learning how to be an artist, learning how to do art um, at various levels. Um, you know, it's like anything else. It's a skill that you got to learn. But um, that—that's something we'll, we'll talk about later as well. Um, so the other things were the second edition of Zombieside. Now, I I have Zombieside Black Plague, um, and obviously this is coming from Simon. Now, what? The the talking about is a streamlined version, streamlined faster play and getting in battles right away. So, um, so what it says is you'll be able to long time players be able to update their current collection with the new rules. Um, so obviously I've invested not in the whole franchise. I only invested in Black Plague. Didn't have the money when Green Horde was about. Or the space one, um, but I'm not sure. But I, I haven't again. I haven't seen a whole lot about it, um, other than the announcement. Um, and I'm hoping to see what um, comes from it. Another thing was Fantasy Flight. Don't know whether you know they've got the franchise for. Um, Marvel games so what they're doing is a loving card game I'm assuming it's very much like a Keyforge in, in that it's a loving card game but this one is a cooperative one so there have been cooperative Marvel card games before um, I've played one of them before I think or I've seen it before played the DC one definitely um, but obviously this is a new Fantasy Flight one um, so uh, it's a crop card game 
lets you take on the roles of different heroes um, uh, as they fight to stop various villains. Um, Scenario-driven sessions and decks unique to each villain help each playthrough feel different. So, obviously they've taken their knowledge from previous living card games and um, they're going to build it into this particular franchise. Um, which, you know, it's cool. Because I, I like that idea of, you know, the cooperative. Because obviously Fantasy Flight living card games up until this point, at least the ones that I've seen, are all... Um, Yeah, so all the, as, as I was saying, all the corporate, uh, the what you call it? fantasy flight card games I've played to this point um, have all been non-corporate, adversarial is the word I'm looking for. But the, I like fantasy flight's way of doing things, and that it's not like a collectible card game. It's uh like it's you've got decks, use those decks. That's decks you use. Well, uh, uh, to be honest, the only one I've actually played myself is Keyforge. Um, so, you know, I get that. Keyforge is actually, you know, every deck is um, unique and there's an app to tell you what's in that particular deck so nobody can cheat. N- not, not apart from the fact that everything is, you know, every deck has the Archon name printed on the back um, and it's got every card, every deck has a little card that's got the list of the cards that are in that deck so even even if you you lost that you could find it online and go well this is what's in my, my deck and some, you know your opponent can check it and it's that, that's that's the thing it's one of those deck, those games that can be rigged because you've got <clears throat> an excessive amount of money to buy cards. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you buy a load of decks of cards, and you can buy, or you can have all the best ones and sell all the worst ones. But you know, you can't lo- overload it with the best cards. It's all you have those cards, and that's it. I like that idea. Then you know, the overloading the decks is what put me off Magic the Gathering. Uh, what else took my fancy? What else took my fancy? Uh, oh yeah, I, one of the things um, I've seen them already uh, on another show, but it was the they had the Bandai Primaris Space Marines <laughs> at Gen Con. Um, they only had one the last time I saw it. Um, might be the same figure, but in a different pose. Uh, but yeah, they had them. They were pretty cool. The only thing is, you know. You, are you really going to buy it? I don't know whether uh, what market it's for. To be honest, either. Um, what that Bandai stuffs just for American, Japan, and China and places like that. It's not like for Europe. Uh, or you don't get it in Europe without scouring the place. Um, so yeah, that was another thing that I saw. That I thought, hmm, that might be interesting to have, but. Again, it, like anything else, it's have you got the space for it? What are you going to do with it? Is it, is it just going to be? I mean, it obviously, it's just for display because you can't play it um, because it's massive um, compared to the actual figures. I mean, unless you were playing um, with a bunch of your mates and you were playing that scale um, kill team, but then they would have to come out with um, orcs and how and all the rest of the other things that you can play in Kill Team for you to actually be able to use it in Kill Team so as a, as a full scale Kill Team game so unless you played Space Marines against Space Marines in which case I can understand that but you know yeah I don't think that would work to be honest I mean it was, it's, they're nice figures I mean nice, nice miniatures and they're not even miniatures they're models um, I think they're probably about my chest side my like torso size figures, miniatures, not figures, the miniatures, uh, or models, whatever you want to call them. Um, um, there's the latest uh, Fantasy Flight Arkham Horrors game called Arkham Horror Final Hour. Um, so this is you battling against Cthulhu and his mates. Um, plays under 60 minutes. 
cooperative experience, this hold off an Eldritch invasion. Very much in the same vein as um what's the called name of it? The game that I have. Um Elder Sign. Except obviously this is a different completely different mechanics with this one from the look of it. Um obviously this is an actual board game whereas um Elder Sign is cards. Um so new to new houses for Keyforge coming along into the game so that seat looks interesting. Um so that should be I that should be some um different things for the players to play in that. They did announce um Cyberpunk 2077 card game from Simon, but as I'm not entirely sit um, tangied with um, the idea of Cyberpunk 2077, I'll probably be giving that a miss. Uh, they did announce a Wolfenstein board game. Um, I am in actually interested in that because I love the Wolfenstein games. Um, so. I'll probably have a look at that when it comes out. So that's from Archon um, Studio. So they didn't announce much of it, but um, I, I like the games, so I'm going to have a sh look at that. Mythic Games announced um, Time of Legends Destinies and Time of Legends Drone of Arc is getting relaunched. Um, do, do, do. so to do with Destinies that are um, joining up with Lucky Duck Games uh, for a new app based narrative board game um, set in the world of the Legends of Joan Arc Tough Time of Legends Joan Arc um, and obviously Time of Legends Joan Arc is coming back with a Kickstarter this year, um, the new expansions and stuff, do, do, do. new Malifaux stuff, obviously, <laughs> Malifaux are and, and Weird are um, getting on the Pirate Act, um, so the new crews are coming out, um, do, do, do. Do, do, do. you've got Brain and Bones, um, you've got Collect Core Box, you get the new Lucius Core Box, um, and obviously the new third edition books that they brought about. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> as with Malfoy, always I'm going to go at it. So there's a pirat piratical alternative to Molly Squid. Swed Pidge Crew, the Resident Directionist. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so they. The thing with the Lucius code box is I've already got Lucius. Does it mean I have to go buy a new, new Lucius? That'll be annoying. Anyway, my my mind wandered when I was looking at the pictures. Sorry, happens all the time when we look at the Malfoy stuff. Um, obviously, I talked about that. Um, right. So, tabletop Tubador and Simon are teaming up to do some scenarios for Black Plague with Hagglethorn Hall's terrain. Now, much as I would love to have a shot at that, I cannot afford it at all, even slightly. Um, what else do they see? Oh, I, obviously the new Fallout. Um, RPG is on its way. And there was loads of stuff that just didn't interest me in the slightest. 
um, because it was games that I don't play. Um, oh, oh, yes, um, Infinity, new Infinity stuff. Um, so Operation Wildfire. Um, so it'll be available today. Uh, new faction Infinity, the Shafasti of the Combined Army, and it's got a new O12 group. Um, they were also doing dun their new dungeon called Infinity Defiance, um, giving players chances to try out the game. I will probably pick up Infinity Defiance. There, there's not any um, probably about it. I will be picking up um, at some point. Um, and playing that game because I love Infinity. Um, it's, it's going to Kickstarter, so when it Kickstarters, I'll probably, um, if I can afford it, have a shot at it or do a deal with people and um, take a shot at that. So, um, it's all about Gen Con today, wasn't it? It's all about Gen Con today. Uh, obviously, the Eni, Ennies, Ennies, can't even remember how you pronounce it, but it, um, Gen Con as well. And while I did vote, I have a bit of an issue with the Ennies, and that it is a popularity vote. Now, I know a lot of the time, the right companies and the right products pick up the awards, but at the same time, and again, it's it's all bound to personal... Um, preference and it's all down to um, you know what you think is is going to colour your opinion but at the same time a lot of it is um, like like a presidential campaign or a, any political campaign it's about convincing people to vote for you over something else and I think it's it's a bit of a shame because it's the biggest convention, it's the biggest awards in gaming, um, and maybe it should be professionals judging it rather than actual like people going, oh, I like that. I mean, obviously you have your fan um, awards, you know, you have all fan choice for this and fan choice for that, but reality is a lot of people will go buy a game because it's one in any or it's one various other ones but you know they go out and buy it and they go well this isn't any fun um, obviously there are games and stuff that's the exception to that I, I say World, An World Anvil is the best tool I've used so I, I get why it got one of gold but again I mean that was down to the voting but at the same time it is a good um, system that's good, good tool for doing what we, it does exactly as it says on the tin, and it works for lots of different people. But you know, um, there are there are the the ones that you go, I okay, I can get why that one because loads of people. But a lot of the time, and and I considered it, but it's like. A lot of the time people will go, oh, I know that, I'll vote for that. I've not actually played it, um, or I don't know them, really, don't know it very well, but I'll still put this vote in for it. Um, and I don't really think that is how an award, an award should go. It should be, you know, somebody who has a professional... Um, background and gaming and that particular kind of gaming should be the one that it should be the ones that decide and obviously there's logistics and monetary issues with that but I don't know, that's what I think I mean I only voted for the stuff that I knew, a, a lot of the um, categories I never voted on because I was like well I don't know anything in this one Um. So, yeah, that's my thought on that, and it's a very short thought on it, because I'm not going to get into a rant or anything like that. Um, so, what I was going to talk to you about earlier was um, art. 
and Legends of Hammond Throne. So, <clears throat> two secs. Let me check something first. Right, uh, obviously, with Legends of Hammond Throne, we are going to need artwork in the, in the books. So, to that end, um, what I'm gonna, what I have done, is set up a um, Patreon. Now, I know for uh, YouTube and the podcast, I wasn't gonna set up a Patreon, but this is an entirely th different thing altogether. And um, this is for the RPG. Now, you're not gonna get nothing for pledging to be a, a Patreon. What will happen is there's a number of different tiers. For everything but the $1 a month tier, everyone will get at least one core rulebook at the end. Once once everything's said and done, when we release, we'll get at least one core rulebook. We will be doing a Kickstarter at the end, but... Yeah, so, sorry. Um, so, every tier, other than one dollar one, once we're all said and done, we'll be getting a copy of at least one core rule book. Or a supplement, the uh, same book. So, at the end, we will be doing a Kickstarter when we're going to do the release. But this is in order for us to pay for the art. Because the art is not cheap. Or at least, the artists I want are not cheap. And I wouldn't cheapen the experience. Obviously, I'm going to be trying to do some art myself, so you know, it's not all. Um, it's not as all having to you know spend lots and lots and lots of money to get all this art, and you know, <clears throat> it's it, all the epic stuff, all the um, really good stuff is going to be done by other artists, but then. I'll do other stuff like portraits and stuff like that. So it's up on Patreon just now. It's under Legends of Hammond Shron. There are four tiers. There's a pound. There's a dollar one. There's a five dollar one. There's a ten dollar one. And there's a fifteen dollar one. So <clears throat> it's set out in the explanation how long you have to be a Patreon for to get a free rulebook. Well, not even a free rulebook. It's what a rulebook you paid for, but you've also paid for part of your payment is paid for the art that's that um, obviously if you decide to do Patreon for X amount of months then it means you get a free one of this it also means you don't need to when we do Kickstarter you don't need to get this one you get this tier of the Kickstarter or that tier of the Kickstarter so it means yes you paid for it very early but you're in at the, the ground floor Patreon's also a good way of showing people that we're for real. That we're actually going to be doing what we're going to be doing. So, um, that's it, basically. That That's it in, in a nutshell. Um, so, that is pretty much it for me for today. Um, I will be back again next week, hopefully. I'll be back on schedule as usual. Um, and I'm going to say good day and happy hobby, guys. <laughs>